0: Welcome back to Take Flight episode 30. How is everyone feeling? Good. Tired. I, I guess, I know, Olu <laughs> um, and Day, you've, got, you've come back from a mammoth journey. Um, I'll give a quick intro in a second, but how are you guys feeling? Tired, good, happy, healthy? Tired. Tired? But good. Tired? tired, yeah. Well, I mean very happy that you're able to bring the energy at least up for the for the episode so look forward to hearing uh, you, so p i'm going to assume you're all good then so guys as i mentioned welcome back to take flight episode 30 this episode is a very special episode because daniel and olu have just come back from what looked like a life-changing uh trip and experience from Lesotho. Uh, they'll be sharing a bit about their experience i guess what they learned and i'm super curious to hear about it let's yeah. take flight and let's start Off, take flight with
1: you we never fly cool let's get started woo, woo, woo. energy energy
0: <laughs> right guys so Olu Daniel how would you like to 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 start I've, I'm gonna have lots of questions I feel so please go well, ahead given
2: that I've done this um a volunteer experience before I'll let Olu start <laughs> <laughs> please, before we continue first please, of all we didn't kill each other that's one thing I'm proud of yeah
0: you guys are still you guys are still talking right at first yeah, I was yeah. thinking when you guys come back for this episode for the podcast there may not be a podcast anymore but this is a good achievement touch and go um, touch and go
3: it would it, be, it, be great if you can share with us your expectations uh, prior to leaving and then yeah kind of how you went how that
1: how that started, how that looks from the start before we do that Daniel do you just want to explain what Habitat for Humanity is and sort of the charity that we did away okay, with
2: cool. okay cool yeah sure so Habitat for Humanity is an international organization which started in the United States many many years ago by two people and since then they've been wanting to help better the lives of those underprivileged or those in less fortunate positions so they have many representatives representatives in various different countries around the world who look for vulnerable people or those who are in need of, of shelter and provide a hope for them, essentially. And for, well, to do this, they have different types of initiatives. Some include constructing homes or schools or helping renovate existing buildings for uh, deprived populations or areas and individuals uh, in particular. And the build that we went on was um, one where we were going to construct a house. But how it works is you don't know the profile of the personal family prior to signing up. But it's usually a week or two before the build starts. You're given a profile of um, the family or person you'll be building for. And in this example, we were building for a nine-year-old um, whose name is Cabela. And he um, lost his mum six years ago and she was a single mother. And he has um, three siblings, and he's the youngest. But the older siblings dropped out of school due to financial constraints to provide for the family. Uh, one of his brothers were there present at the ceremony when we gave them the house on Friday, and he was uh, very much in um, an emotive state. Uh, we'll share later about that. But Cabello currently lives by himself to some degree, but stays the nights um, in the vi- with the village chief um, in their house. So the house we built was for a nine-year-old boy.
1: Yeah. Oh wow! Um, so, P, I guess going back to thanks um, Daniel. So, so P, going back to your question in terms of how and why is that well, you, you I now? mean, yeah. I mean, it was,
3: it was really walk us through sort of from how you what your expectations were prior to prior to going, or what you thought mm-hmm. you may experience and, and feel, and then kind of what it was like actually in reality. So,
1: yeah. So in terms of um, expectation, now. Um, the reason I sort of decided to do this um, volunteering with Daniel is previously um, when I was a consultant with GE, we had a similar organization that we used to support called Build On. And I'd previously applied unsuccessfully. Um, so when Daniel mentioned his um, experience in terms of Zambia, I thought, okay, this is going to be a great opportunity for me to give back. Um, now, in terms of my expectation when going there, um my expectation really was to to serve. Um, I wanted to, to because I feel like I've been privileged in terms of life. Um, I was, I'm turning 30 this year. And I just wanted to have an opportunity to really just give back. And after talking to a few people in terms of what my expectation was, so my expectation was originally, one, to disconnect. So disconnect from sort of the outside world, um, really get into the essence of like, essence of life. So forget about all the worries, the struggles in which I face in terms of work or the Western society, like work, chasing your dreams, trying to earn money and have a period of time where you just completely disconnect and just get back to like what the essence of life is. So helping others, um, understanding like just taking a just a slower take of life uh, or pace of life um in regards to not just always having to do something you could wake up see the sunrise sunset those sort of elements and then just really volunteer um i spoke to a few friends who had previously volunteered and sort of their feedback for me was just to really apart from serving like serving others so initially I would say I went with like lots of expectations I want to be able to disconnect I want to be able to feel like my skills or I'm giving to others I want to feel vulnerable I want to uh all these different things Like a week two weeks before after talking to friends I sort of changed that mindset and just said look I'm gonna go with zero expectation and whatever happens happens Daniel I'm not sure what your I know this was your yeah. second one, but
2: what was your... Well, for me, my sp- well, I try not to have too much expectation. The reason being is my first build was a really good build,
1: mm-hmm.
2: being that the team were um, of similar age to myself and it, we all joled and bonded very, mm-hmm. very well. And that was one thing I was a bit apprehensive prior to doing another build because I asked some people that I know have done one, you know, how did you compare or how did you go into your second one? knowing that your first one was really good. And a colleague of mine said, well, to be honest, my first one was really bad. So he had no problem with going into his second one. But it was also something I asked my team lead from last year at the end of the build last year. I said, you know, Stan, I've really enjoyed this one. This was really great. And I I really don't want to compare it to my next one. I don't want to compare my next one to this. He said, well, just try Mm -hmm. not to. Because all, and what I found is every single build, well, of the two I've done, they're always different. They're unique in their own sense. And honestly speaking, you can't really put into words the, the various range of emotions you go through whilst you do it because you, we're coming from quite a privileged background. We take a lot of things for granted. And then you put yourself and immerse yourself in such an environment and really and truly you have a lot to be thankful for. And you go through you know ups and downs and even leaving the group at the end of the week is quite a bittersweet feeling. Because you've bonded, well, you hope, or in our case, we bonded very well as a group, as a team. And I think we all learned new skills from off each other. And we will go back um, into that a bit later on. But I tried not to go with any expectations, to be honest, because I didn't want to sell myself short. I didn't want to set myself up for a miserable time. But I went in with almost fresh eyes, as if I I didn't know anything about this. I hadn't done this before. And that way I was able to truly enjoy myself. But Daniel,
1: how were you when, um, so, because at the beginning of the volunteer, we got like a list or profile of people that were oh, going to yeah. be in our team. So how did you feel originally oh, where it's going to be? Because yeah. obviously I, I'll tell you how I felt.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So how, how, how it works is you apply for a build and if you're successful, you, you know, you get put through once you've paid a deposit, et cetera. And everyone, uh, Dan, just just cut, just cut you off here. Dan, are you you're attending
3: this with uh, work colleagues?
2: No, 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 no. They're all strangers. All strangers.
3: Okay. All strangers. Okay, okay. So
2: yeah. So how it works you apply? Um, and once you've paid your deposit, you you kind of put on the list, and you're almost good to go. As long as you make the final payment, the final payment, and everyone's encouraged to do a mini bio, so upload a couple of pictures of yourself, a bit about yourself, etc., um, etc. Et so I'd done this. All and and all well, we'd done this. Everyone had done it. And looking through it, looking through everyone's profile and even the team lead said, Oh, you know, you're the youngest, you're, you know, I think you're the youngest on the trip. (laughs) And I'm thinking, huh? Youngest on the trip. (laughs) No, I I was thinking, huh? And then I look on people's, the profiles of people and I'm thinking, well, I'm, I must be around a similar age to other people. Like not of, no one looks like crazy, crazy old or anything. And then, yeah, he goes, oh, yeah, there might be there is one younger person and she's coming with her granddad. And then I was thinking, oh. okay, so I know how my experience was last year and I was able to bond with people my age and get on with people my age. I thought, okay, this is going to oh. be a bit challenging knowing that everyone is kind of older. And that was my initial thought. However, I won't go into it because I know everyone wants to share his, but that very quickly, rapidly and drastically changed once I got to meet everyone else. And to be honest, I wouldn't have chosen a better group of individuals.
1: Yeah, I agree. As it as in terms of my first build, I wouldn't have chosen um, a better group of people. But originally, looking through the profile, I was a little worried because um, I thought, okay, so what was that, What was the average age like? Fifty uh, six. Mean, it could be. You know, it could yeah, probably, probably, probably. It could. It could be. Probably. <laughs> probably. Okay. Probably was. Um, but in terms yeah. of. Just when it when we started interacting with everyone. So we stayed in a in a guest house all together. Yeah. <laughs> and this guest house house was in the middle of nowhere. We couldn't really you couldn't go out by yourself. So that forced us every evening to really bond, have dinner together, play card games. And just really sit down because the internet was awful. So it forced people not to really be on the phone, but really interacting with each other and you got to understand and relate or talk to people with maybe different backgrounds and for me that was so beautiful just being able to connect with people with different backgrounds but all there for the same goal and purpose
2: and let, let me just break it down so in terms of the group um Ollie and i from the uk our team lead He's originally from the UK, but lives in Denmark. Has been lived there for over twenty years, I believe, or ten years, or twenty years. Um, there was a lady from Italy, and the um, a lady originally from the states, but now lives in Belgium, and the rest all lived in the states, different um, different areas in the states.
0: How many? How many? How many people are in the group in total? Uh,
2: Thirteen of us.
0: Thirteen, okay. And before, so before going there, I think you mentioned uh, they sent you a profile of everyone else. Is there any other? things that they tell you to do to prepare for it or it's just a case of um just be be ready to to get started or how how
2: it's, it's just like the general information about if you need a visa any vaccine make sure you're up to date with vaccinations make sure yeah. you have um necessary documents like insurance if you want that um mm. a bit about the temperature so some advice about what to pack but it's all to all for yourself okay and also the dates travel dates and logistics and, um, what's the final thing? Um, um, um yeah, it's just based gen- general information. There's nothing that you, uh, it's just the itinerary, itinerary dates, make sure, you know, that you've got the information, um, emergency mm-hmm. contact information mm-hmm. as well, and also any gifts that they are particularly asking for. So mm-hmm. I think they're like dust masks, um, and different various, various equipments for, for building.
0: Okay, cool. So, so then, so how how does it look like? So basically, you get you take your flight from. I guess you both flew from London, right? And then you arrive. And then, do you have a few days before to kind of get like for yourself? (laughs) Or is it just straight in? And then, how how did it how did it work? The first. It's up
2: to you. Some some people come before. Some people come straight in. Yeah. So we we arrived a few days before. Then we flew to so. It works on Saturday. Everyone should arrive by Saturday afternoon. Okay. And that night you then meet the rest of the team, have a team dinner. And then mm-hmm. we did like an icebreaker to get to know everyone, which is mm-hmm. where, it, was, which was really nice. Then on the Sunday morning at 8 a.m., we left um, Johannesburg by road to uh, Lesotho, mm-hmm. which took about six, seven hours. Mm-hmm. We stopped off for lunch along the way. Yeah. And then that Sunday night you had, then have a meeting with the Habitat for Humanity, Lesotho staff, who's almost our, person our contact for the week so mm-hmm. he stays with us and gives us the the rundown for the week etc and ask him any questions mm-hmm. because it's not everyone's second or multiple build some people this was their first mm-hmm. and the day starts monday to thursday wake up at seven sorry breakfast at seven mm-hmm. we're out by eight it's a mm-hmm. 45 minute drive to the site by nine o'clock we are starting work and by about four four thirty we're finishing up and then we make our way back to our accommodation mm-hmm. And we're usually back by about five fifteen, five thirty, mm-hmm. and that was Monday to Thursday. And the Friday we do a a couple of hours of building, and then we present the house to the recipient along with the community that come. So that everyone from the community comes; it's like a big thing. Yeah. We were fortunate that the US, um, uh, the US embassy, were there also, and mm-hmm. the ambassador for the United States for Lesotho was present at the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And we also got some volunteers from the US embassy on the Monday as well. Mm-hmm. but that's how it, that's like the the rundown during the day you're building you're interacting with the children you're playing we're all talking learning from one another doing different tasks doing different things also lunch time is lunch is provided um by of course habitat so we were having uh some um, some vendors who would prov- some caterers who would give and um, provide food for us and bring it down to us mm-hmm. which is really nice because over lunch we just got to talk to one another and just um, share our experiences outside of you know building you know day to day what we do outside and just just general trip chat, which was really nice. I think one and of the how, plus, how...
1: one of the things that wasn't really mentioned, which I think should have been mentioned, oh. which is how <laughs> physically. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, was my, that, was, that was my next question because yeah. the videos. So Oli looked like he was doing some mad exercises. He looked tired. I tell you, my my no. body's in good condition now after, <laughs> after after that week
1: of working out. All those yeah. videos you see of Pabilo in the gym has yeah. got nothing against going to <laughs> building a yeah. house. He's There's right. Nothing compared he's to that. he's yeah. right. <laughs> he's right. I tell yeah. you, like yeah, yeah no, no. I'm digging, with yeah. You. i off, taking <laughs> a hole. Oh
0: my yeah. days! Oh gosh! Yeah. Oh, oh. I would- and, and so, so they, so did it because because a part of me was thinking, okay, because the group is probably different levels of strength, size, all of that stuff. So do they divide it in terms of because nope. I mean, Oli and Daniel, <laughs> you're both big boys, big boys. So did they give you all the heavy stuff and ha- no,
2: no, no, listen? It doesn't work like that. We're oh, yes. about what three? Was it three and a half thousand meters above sea yeah, level? Yeah. So high altitude, mm. and what Oli was saying about digging a hole, you're digging, we dug a one metre by one metre square Mm. and one metre depth hole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. No, but
3: (laughs) I think all it ends up up doing is just highlighting how unfit you You (laughs) are. It's it's, it's, it's really what it's It's, it's not. It's not not even okay. I'm not saying it's not not easy, but, but what it is, it does highlight, yo you got you got to shift some weight
2: no, no. no, no. It, 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 to some degree yeah it could be like that but yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, you think you can't prepare yourself for what you're about to experience sure because mike shout out to mike he's 71 who brought his grandda- granddaughter on the trip he's yeah, had four, 40 him, years in construction and he is a machine 71 years old he made Olu and I look like little kids.
1: <laughs> I'm happy you put yourself like, in there as well.
2: Of course, because Mike was turning over, he was digging like there was no tomorrow. He was so fast, so quick. You just hats off to him. Yeah. Even yeah. taking breaks, he was taking minimal breaks. And so the foundation. So for,
3: for the. So I'm a little bit concerned actually because it means that the foundation for the house was done without any machinery so just you know so no, okay yeah. the
2: foundation was okay. done the foundation was done before we arrived
3: okay oh like, so they, why, they did like that's where they, then they, they, did they bring did. The
2: big boy
3: money in and then they <laughs> <throw> <laughs> the foundation no no so they power no, of no, the machinery no, and they do the, no,
0: and they no, no,
2: not every time so every build's different so sometimes okay. you're doing the whole foundation but usually when the foundation's done you're likely to finish the house in the week which is good
0: okay cool hmm. No, but and is, that, was, is there like a specific? And at the end, of course, like the the house should be built. But is there like a particular state that everyone is working towards, or is it just you try to do as much as you can in that time period?
1: I, I think the good thing about this is there was a few people that were very experienced. We had one guy called oh. Alan who was on his twentieth build. So you shout can, out Alan. So you can yes. and then like we mentioned, Mike, who was also very experienced. But even just the rest of the team. I think most of the team had oh, yeah. done multiple builds maybe six or seven builds um I think I think there about five
2: people who was there first
1: yeah were five people that was first and the rest they'd done multiple builds okay. and everyone was just working towards that goal of completing in the week so i don't there wasn't anyone in the team mm. who was
0: mm.
1: who was um sort of slowing down the team like you had a woman called Fran who was a retired mm-hmm. nurse who was carrying bricks and lifted it like mm-hmm. just everyone was just serving and wanted to work towards completing the goal but if any if i was recommending this to anyone mm-hmm. um, i would say that yes you want to make sure that you're able enough to actually work during the week because it's not just a chill vacation it's not
2: listen my back was done in multiple times mm. i think after the first the second night i put voltivo <laughs> on i put heat patch on i took codeine I took diazepam. I took everything.
1: He did. He did everything. He, did, he took everything apart from um, <laughs> asking
0: me to give him a massage. I offered him, yeah, I wasn't asking no, I offered that that was him a massage,
1: but he was like, "No, nah, no, nah, nah, nah,
0: nah.
1: like, <laughs> That was not. That was
0: not. That, that sounds, sounds, like, sounds, sounds like it was that alter ego, Chester. That was coming <laughs> wait, wait,
3: no. Bro. I, I want to know. I know uh, you know, how quickly did you guys start to realize? Listen, I'm beyond thankful for the life I have. Like, when did you guys start to cry? Or let's say yeah, more yeah. on you, because Daniel's been there before. But what was, it, what was the um, first um, moment
1: that happened where so, you actually shed a tear? My first emotion was day one. So day mm. one, um, driving to, to the site, the build site. Um, as we're driving, like Daniel mentioned before, it's like a 40, 50 minute drive from where we were staying.
0: Um, yeah. And
1: every time we're driving, the kids are normally walking to school. And then you start to see the different houses, different conditions as you're driving towards the site. Now my first sort of emotions or feelings at that particular time was very reserved um, because there was an element of guilt in which I felt Um, just because looking Mm. at the kids, obviously Daniel and I were the only two uh, black volunteers, but looking at the kids, I could easily see myself. I could easily Mm. see myself. So I think I mentioned before, I grew up in Nigeria, in Ibadan, which is a small town or smaller than Lagos, I'll say two hours outside of Lagos. And I could just see myself with the kids. So like the first day when we're driving there and some of the other volunteers in the van sort of waving to the kids, the kids are so warm and smiling and everything. I couldn't, I could, I wanted to, sort of smile, wanted to wave. I was just in the back, just trying to absorb everything. And I think there was an element of it where I just felt sort of guilty, um, just in terms of taking life for granted, taking the standard of life that I've been able to have for granted. Um, So that was my sort of first day emotions. Um, So the first day I just dug into just working, 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 just to sort of... Deal with the emotions or not think about the emotions, should I say. And was there ever a time where you actually broke down oh, heavy tears? I think the toughest part was the final, the final day when we were giving the house over to um, Cabela and his brother, his older brother, decided to do, um, did a speech. Um, and we couldn't understand, boy. but it translated what he was saying and um, I'm going to paraphrase, but Really what he was just saying is, look, since his parents parents had died, he's had to carry so much weight, which you can obviously understand, um, having to look after his brothers and how he had been travelling for the last weeks, months, looking for for work to be able to provide a life for his family. Um, and mm. he sort of broke down, started crying.
2: And and yeah, just to add, he didn't even know that um, his brother was going to be a recipient yeah. of a house. So he was away, and he came back a yeah, few months it. later, found out that yeah. So
1: he was just saying that how him us building the house, us coming there, has just taken so much weight off his shoulder, mm. and how grateful mm. he is. I think that was mm. the most, I think That's, yeah, yeah, emotional. I broke down. Emotional. So so where 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 was uh, so his name is Cabello?
3: Cabello. Is it? Cabello, Cabello, yeah, Cabello. Where, where was Cabello and, and his brothers living prior to this house? Now,
2: so they took us. So I think it was on the Tuesday or the no, the Monday. We were um, fortunate to go to where he was currently living, and it's mm. a place that his mother had inherited from her parents. So his grandparents. It was just it was just inherited, and it was one room, and the one room was the bed was in the corner. So we were invited to the you know the land. He had some dogs which he would then he had to kind of tame them because of course we were going on to his property. They didn't, the dogs didn't know us. And then we all said that we we were told, Oh, we can go into his house. But to some, for some like to be respectful, I didn't want to go into the house because I just want, you know, this is his personal space. He's a nine year old. He was very shy. He, I think it was a lot for him. He was very overwhelmed. Even when he came to, when he was introduced to us on a Monday, because he left school early to come and see us, mm-hmm. but he didn't even say a word. He kind of looked, he got quite emotional just by seeing us and seeing what we were doing. So, I didn't want to kind of feel like well, I was invading his privacy. So, I I just glanced in, and it was the bed, the cooking utensils, and and things like that. And that was that was it, just one room, and that was where, he, of course, his mum and himself and his siblings had probably you know lived and grew up. And it was like a mud shack, it was quite run down, um straw thatched roof roof, and that was that. And we we, all, we were we building a two-room um house for him. Yeah. And it's like the emotions when you really step back and think about it, what you're doing, it's it does touch you quite deeply. And also if you're not prepared for it, you could actually overwhelm you mm. because it is such a deep 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 thing that you're doing not to be boastful for anything but you're actually transforming someone's life for the better
0: mm. well that sounds like it was, yeah. uh, it was uh it was a great, it was a great a great trip how how did it so once the does it end with the transfer of the house and then the speeches and stuff or do, mm. do you guys get a chance to kind of decompress afterwards because i can imagine it's probably quite an intense so day two yeah. so
1: i guess. Um after day one where like I mentioned before I just sort of focused on just building, 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 trying to get this house completed um, I think when we went back to the to where we were staying, I mentioned to Daniel hey Daniel this is a little bit strange because it doesn't feel like we're interacting as much as I thought we were going to be with the local community uh, because day one we'll drive and we'll go past kids and obviously the kids will go into school but I also thought that there would be a moment or periods of time where we can sort of go about interact with the local community, play with the kids, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And it wasn't really that. Um, so Daniels mentioned, I think on his first build, he said it was completely different. Like where we were building, all the kids in the community were just there all the time. So that he was able to interact, take breaks, interact with the local community. So day two, I think we mentioned it to um the Lesotho habitat um um host the person that was overseeing everything and we just said hey it'll be good to really get to interact with the local community um so i think it was was it tuesday Danny? i think it was tuesday tuesday, tuesday, or wednesday, wednesday, yeah, tuesday a few, or wednesday Cabello yeah. and a few of his friends came to the site because there was a strike the teachers were doing a, there was a teacher strike so they didn't have school for the rest of the week so in the evening, we got to really, in, oh, in the afternoon, we got to play with the kids, which was great because I think originally Cabello came there and he just saw all of us there building. Mm. And what he just, he's a nine year old chap. Mm. Like sometimes we think, I forgot, he's a kid, he's nine. Mm. Nine, he doesn't have uh, any of these.
2: He's, by, he's basically by himself, stability. he's by himself. He's,
1: he's got no stability in terms of someone like a family member or a brother for him to feel comfortable. So obviously he's gonna go into his show. So day two was really good because he came over with his with all his friends and we were able to play football, which is the universal universal language. Whereas like you don't need to speak the same language, everyone's just having fun, we had some frisbee, and like Daniel mentioned, the altitude was crazy. <laughs> 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 Where we were playing football was not safe. <laughs> like the amount of times I rolled my ankle, twisted well, my ankle.
2: Well, basically on a, mount, on, a, not a like, on almost like, a, like Lesotho is very mountainous. That's what's called kingdom of the sky. Yeah. And so it was a very like rocky terrain. That's why the drive was like a 45 minute on the dirt road. By distance, it's probably not that far, but because of the road conditions going up that kind of treacherous condition,
1: yeah,
2: it took a and very long time. And I think
1: that they allowed us to sort of just so, build that bond. Because us running around, me trying
0: to do step overs and tripping over and all of that stuff made us just, made us just, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, can you do step overs when it's normal altitude or is that just the altitude? (laughs) Haters are going (laughs) to (laughs) hate. No, but um, no, it was
1: just, that day was, I would say that day was probably my favourite day. The second day, I think. You, oh, I've got some videos as well of Daniel dancing as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was the same day where the local, or maybe it was the next day, but the local um children were dancing. <laughs> yeah, the kids were doing oh, dancing the kids, and the kids teaching us they, different they, dance moves. Yeah, and you should have seen Daniel in the middle, his knees. Daniel was busting some moves, just was strong because all his knees were strong, now, man, many many
3: knees weak <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, if anyone, if if chat,
0: anyone finally, needs these, so, yeah. you know who to ask in this out of us <laughs> Yeah. Who's that? Is that Peep?
3: Might be, yeah,
2: Go to the and, and you see how strong they are. Because you're, you're, you're climbing scaffolding and all sorts.
3: Uh, question, question. Um, has this trip... Uh, because it's, I'll ask a question and then I'll give my perspective. Has this trip made you sort of want to be even more successful because then there's an element where you feel like mm. the more successful I can be, the more of this I can do in a larger scale. Or is it a sense of, I, I already have so much and I almost feel like if
1: I try to get so much more, I'll feel even more guilty. It, I, where does it put you now? It's a mixture of two. So I think the first element of your question in terms of, do you want to be more successful so that you give back? you can give back and volunteer more. I would say there's element of it that I'll say is yes. But when I say successful, I'm not only talking about monetary success because you could be as rich as you want and you would never get this experience if you're not successful mentally. So in the right place mentally and in the right place in terms of health. So I think this Mm. field allowed me to realize the importance of the balance of the three, financial, mental, and physical health in all sense because whenever we couldn't volunteer yeah. if we weren't in a position to volunteer so if we didn't feel like we've made enough money that we could give back or that we feel like were we can we've we can take a step back and say hey we've been given this opportunity how can we help other people mentally and physically we wouldn't be able to do that so i think one element of it is yes I think the second element, while thinking about, was that coming back, I realize how far away you are from poverty. Yeah, mm. which then means one, you can take more risk. I think so many times we're like, oh, if I lose my job or this, I'm gonna be in poverty, and it's like, nah, <laughs> you're like, like you're far away from what would be classed as quote unquote poverty which then means, look, you can take more risk in life. You can strive for more because we've been blessed to have a support system, family and friends who would help us if things got tough. So what's truly stopping us from chasing our dreams and doing what we want to do? And that dream doesn't have to be chasing money. It could be serving other people, deciding to quit your job and volunteer for a year, two years, whatever it is. Like We don't need to worry about poverty per se, because, luckily, based on what our families or our parents before us have done, we've been able to move away from that level of poverty, if you want to call it that.
3: Yeah. Did you did you did you find yourself because you, you mentioned in because um, I've also experienced that as well. I remember there was they used to do this uh, every year. They had this charity, I think Red Cross or charity program where like Lenny the Henry, Lenny Henry, yeah, Lenny Henry, the, the comedian. They would go to uh, parts of Africa and and give back, but it was quite it was quite explicit in terms of what they showed and, and, and kids losing their parents. Um, but did you find yourself, because you said you could relate and see yourself in those kids, at some point during the trip, almost not wanting to see anymore. You kind of had said to yourself, okay, I've seen enough. I can't bear watching further because that will, uh, it, it, it sort of crushes me.
1: I, I just can't watch anymore. Daniel, did you feel like that when we were in South Africa, when we went on that tour? uh, in the
2: whole, uh which, yeah. which tour? that's when i felt that oh sorry soweto soweto oh, yeah so oh yeah 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 Th- that was different because okay let me, let me put it this way lesoto is a beautiful country um like let's not what we say kind of paint a picture like it's it's terrible exactly. it's a population of two million people there are some there are some very nice houses you know then like when i say nice houses not like grand like two five-story houses um, 2 million, you know, 2,000 square um, two thousand square feet. But they're nicely constructed homes, even in the village and the area that we we're in. Like some of them had nice porches and different features to the houses, just added character and they made them very nice. But the person we were building for wasn't in that position. And many people in the community were not in that position. But that doesn't speak for the whole country. You know, the country is very nice. It's just that, you know, from if anyone follows me on Instagram, you'd have seen from, that some of my, or well, I'm, I'm not, I'm yet to upload some, and I will do a video is where we were. We were in a remote part of that village. We were, there was nothing surrounding us. There was nothing. So I didn't feel the sense of I've seen too much because maybe I didn't even see enough because we didn't go deep, deep, deep. We were, we stayed to our plot of land of where we were to build. But we, in Soweto, that was completely different. And that was we got a tour from a local person, and no, nah, that's that's for another that's for another another topic. I think.
1: Yeah, I think that was that was the Soweto one in South Africa, Johannesburg. That was the tough one where we did a tour with the local guy to, like, where I think his the the homeless. I don't even want to. I don't know what. They they
2: they basically they've got nothing. They're squatters because they build their own house by materials. So they try and get equipment like. Broken cars, materials like metal, and try and construct a shack, basically. Mm. And that's all they have. And they have a number on. Everyone has a number on their shack. as to basically like the lottery number of when their number gets called. They're gonna be provided proper accommodation by the mm. government, like social housing. But the person said, "This may never come. You could, you could be wait one year, five years, ten years, twenty years, or you may never get one. You basically yeah, some, just die there." Some
1: of the people have died there without receiving any houses, and that and, was tough. That was yeah. the part where I was like. Yeah, I need to I need to I need to go. That hit me emotionally.
2: Because a, a young girl, I think 16 or 17 year old, they don't get any electricity. She went to try and wire from the main power lines mm-hmm. on the mid-road to their shack and yeah, she got electrocuted. And yeah, that's a different story.
1: Yeah.
2: But, you know, in what I would say for this trip is it was different to my last build. It was still enjoyable and it was definitely a different experience for myself. I have thoroughly enjoyed the group of people that um we that I met that we worked with because I think there wasn't one person who I didn't get along with and they were all phenomenal individuals you know I've I've learned a lot from them and a lot of them inspired me especially the amount of work and effort and their ethic their work ethic that they put into it at such different ages as well mm. you know one person I really take my hat off to several you know Fran, Alan, you know Jake, Jake was just a a, a lovely guy and you know Julie, um, Jill, Nancy, all of them were just incredible people who I thoroughly enjoyed working with uh, Velda. And, you know, we still, even up and that we finished the build, we're still all communicating with one another because, you know, you probably do build friendships because for a lifetime, and you really do hope that your paths cross again, because what you did was phenomenal and it's just a crazy experience that you've done with complete strangers to put it simply and it's amazing what you can achieve what a group of individuals what a group of strangers can achieve when they have the same common goal and uh, values that they want to achieve and strive for in a, in a short term goal
3: exactly
1: and I would definitely recommend it to um, to people to do so Pebilo Shua are you guys planning to join us next year
2: yes that's a question so how about if I'm we down. did a take flight one I'm all down. four yeah, of us are you sure
1: Pika
3: you need to he, yeah, please, I mean, things are good. yeah, yeah, of course. No, I'm just... I'm just are am sure? I'm just, I'm just... because as, as you guys are talking, obviously I'm visualising mm. and bringing myself there. Um, I lost my question. Are, you sure?
2: um, are you sure, big my man? My question...
3: Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, that's that's automatic. We don't have to...
2: Okay, wait, so just, just to let me add, so, so the, some of the, so the listeners can get a feel for what we actually do because, yeah, we say we build a house, but you don't have to have any experience of knowing how to build. So everything is shown... Uh, you're showing how to do things and of course you can ask questions along the way but the type of things that we do we we mix our own mortar so what you put in between the bricks so you use cement um, sand and water we mix that by hand which I think I did I showed on my Instagram one of my stories that's all by hand we lay the bricks in line level it out we do the flooring plus the walls um, put the roof up cut the door, cut the glass as well, so it's not made to measure stuff that you'd get in a house. You're cutting the glass by hand, you're sanding down the door so it fits. Everything's being measured. Even the truss and the, truss and the beams that put up on the roof, we're cutting them down, we're nailing them, we're doing all of that stuff by hand. So there's no machinery, nothing. What happens,
3: I mean, so tell me now, what has been, uh, you've reflected obviously on the journey back, what now are especially you all who gone for the first time, what are the action items for you guys? What is going to change now? What are you going to do differently now that you've been able to experience something so unique and so rare, which most people in the world probably won't get themselves
1: a chance to do? Um, for me, it's just having another level of gratitude. So, like, I've got nothing to complain about, man. It's <laughs> me, like honest, like it's yeah, real, yeah. it's real. Like, you, you, like, let's put that. Let's put that into a. Can we put that into something like for the next six months? You will not complain about anything <laughs> that you have. Yeah, no, no, exactly, and that's what I mean. And forget even six months. I mean? Forget even six months. Like more than that. It's just like what have I got to complain about? Yes, life will be tough, and life will throw stuff towards like my direction. But in the yeah. grand scheme of stuff, there's so many people in the world that's gone through so much more, and. I've yeah. been blessed to be in a great situation. And yes, I'm going to have tough days. Yes, I'm going to have tough days. But I've got so much to be blessed about and I've got to just have a heart of gratitude um, versus focusing on, oh, I haven't done this or I haven't completed this or, oh, that was a bad day. Or like, yo, I'm I'm so grateful, man. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Daniel, what about you?
2: For me, it's just a wow. smile. Smile more. Because as as Oli said... When you're going through when we're going to the site, these kids smiling, these little kids yeah, will yeah. run from their house it's they will smart. run from the house to yeah. run up with, to the van and and wave and smile that's all they want to do wave and smile that's all they're doing every single day, even at the end of the day, I think there' some kids that were will, will waiting for us the whole day to come back down, and they will they'll then see us then they run out, run out, run out, and they're waving, waving, and it's just like they're just so happy to see to see you, and I'll be honest sometimes in the morning. Like, I'll be, I was waking up at five because I just couldn't sleep. And then at the end of the day, you're tired. You're thinking, oh, I don't have the energy to put my hand up and wave. I just don't have the energy. You're thinking, oh, someone else on the bus will do it. But I thought, you know what? I may never mm. see these kids again. Let me just put my hand up and wave. So it's, you know, a smile can bring, can brighten up someone's day so much more. Last last question
3: for my side. I mean, this stuff- I'm ready for all
2: the questions. I could go on for hours. For wait, wait,
3: wait, 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 <laughs> last question. Um, interestingly maybe it's maybe it's the way I perceive it i don't get the sense that you guys feel more pressure to be more successful because I think we spoke about this on the episode, which is with the positions that we find ourselves in, I think all well, you asked the question was do you feel like you're kind of in some way holding doing your part to hold up your race in your own perspective and so having having been on this trip, do you feel like more pressure to be even more successful because? you realise actually the opportunity
1: you have, if you thought it was good before, you find you realise now it's great. Yeah, I would say, yes, going f- to, um, through this experience makes you want to give back more. Like, I understand that it's, it's... I don't need to do everything right now. So sometime in my life, I'm going to open up an organisation, a charity, where I'm going to be giving back even more. And the only way I'm going to be capable of yeah, doing that I'm- is by being successful. So... It's like mm, 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 it's stuff that I want to do. I think it, I can't. Rome wasn't built in one day, so it's not one of those things I'm going to come back and be like, okay, did, like I just know in the future, I see that part of my life purpose is um is giving back. And um, what's his name? Oh, what was it? I was watching a documentary on the playing back um by um it was about Muhammad Ali, and he had one amazing quote that I wrote down. And it was um, I've got it I've got, I wrote it down Yeah it says Service to others Is the rent you pay For your room in heaven And I was like That just Sums up How I see Just serving other people Our experience And everything That we've done So service to others Is the rent you pay For your room in heaven And I
2: Someone clearly didn't listen to me on a few episodes back because I said a similar quote, but Ooh,
1: never. Did
2: mind. Yeah, I said services directly pay for the space we take up on Earth.
1: Oh, but did you did you give the credit to Muhammad Ali? Or...
2: No, because <laughs> he wasn't Muhammad Ali wasn't the first okay. one to say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good, good. No, this is... And just to add thanks to Olu, um he spread the word of Take Flat Podcast. So hi Joe, hi Julie, hi Nancy, hi Maddie, our new Yo! listeners from
3: <laughs> hang, on, whoa, 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 whoa. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, one second, one second, hang on, one second. Actually, there's one oh. other question that agent comes to mind. Hang on a minute. So you two guys are running the nice GoFundMe yeah. page before yeah. doing your trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the oh, money so, go? So, Anyway, simple.
1: break down the funds. Break down how yeah, much a build yeah, cost. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so okay, just okay. so you know,
2: a build to, for example, this one costs $2,100. So, so you, the, for you to volunteer, you don't go for free. You have to pay for and it. And that doesn't include so, flights. The, so, yes, yeah, so the $2,100 just includes... $2,100 includes just your accommodation for the actual duration of the build, not the time before you spend, if you come early or time after, and it includes your uh, travel and accommodation for the week of the build. On top of that, you then have to pay for your own flights. Mm.
1: And that's also... That, so, the, the 2000 is also used for the material... Supporting the organization, everything related.
2: The to local yeah, staff, yeah. So it's it's quite expensive. It's like we don't get anything out for ourselves. It's really and and the other thing to add, none of us get you know excuse days from work. This is our own annual leave that we use to go on these that we use to do this trip.
1: So, I, we're not doing it to make money. P, if that was your question.
2: <laughs> 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 um, right, last one, last one. Sorry. No um, no I'm, happy, I'm I'm happy with all the questions you know I'm okay, not I don't um, mind at all
3: maybe we maybe we can just skip the book review um you have to help us understand your fascination for lions and what was that like <laughs> oh, okay 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 <laughs> so, I'm saying yo this guy this guy is like are you trying to be one of those social media uh um, <laughs> south american guys that basically starts hugging up lions say so, hey
2: come on okay so um my fascination, I don't know, I just love lions. I find them regal creatures. I feel like they're just, they're just, they're just king of the jungle. And I, I don't know where it stemmed from. I, li- I like watching a lot of, um, what's it called, like David Attenborough and stories about lions. I think there was one time I was just fascinated. And all I used to do was watch um, lions hunt their kill. So chasing a gazelle. Uh, chasing um, trying to take down wildebeest all sorts and if anyone goes to one of my oldest posts on instagram it was with the quote of everyone in africa the slowest lion has to outrun the fast the fastest lion has to outrun the slowest gazelle blah 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 yes yes so you, you so i just love lions and when we went on the safari it was just like i was just so happy to see lions like almost face to face because, of course, I'm not stupid to want to go and hug and touch them because they, they just see me as a piece of meat. <laughs> and um, so that, that's, I'm not stupid enough for that. But when we got the chance to go with cubs, they're not tamed or kind of, de- you know, it's not an inhumane kind of torture for them. They're cubs just there, but then they get put back into the wild. And these animals are in the wild. And it was just nice to kind of stroke them, pl- um, pl- pat them. At one point, I did get scared, though, because all of a sudden four of them got up and started walking towards me. I'm yeah. thinking, what have I done? <laughs> um, but apart from that, no, I just love them, and they, to, to show that they're just wild, the one of the the truck driver was a cage truck, and then when we got to animals, he would stop and talk about the lions, and he was saying, you know, on open truck safaris, little kids are often advised not to not to go on them because when they talk, it kind of it gives the lions some sort of the it, it intrigues them mm-hmm. because lions don't see a building. I'm sorry, a truck or any moving object as people with it. They just see one thing and that's it. But then when they hear voices, they see one thing with things in it. Mm. And after he said that, the lioness was just laying down, minding her own business. A little young boy was making more noise. All of a sudden, that lioness came up to the came up to the truck and tried to swipe inside. Every, so everyone I'm, thought the lioness yeah, yeah. was
1: sleeping. <laughs> Just all of a sudden, it just ran <laughs> straight at the at the truck. I was like, "Damn!" If there was, no, if, if, if there was, if there was, if there was, it no, was, not, <laughs> was, no it cage, was
3: seconds. Wait, if
2: there was no cage, that's it. No, no. The thing is, not even there was no cage. No, if, if there, there was the, no cage, if, what's going on? No, no, not even that. The dad who was holding the baby, yeah. the mm. the son. If he was leaning against the cage, he would have been scratched up by the lion because the lion's nails went through the cage.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I got and a picture of it. Someone actually even, um, unfortunately, passed passed away. Huh? Um, so you can have self-driving. You can drive around. Oh. And you can self-drive um, in the safari, and some idiot uh, or person decided to have <laughs> the window rolled down, and. <laughs> The and the
2: doors
1: are locked. The doors are locked. 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 The line just and Of course, of
2: course of the lion the Swipe them out. Because the thing is, the lions aren't stupid. Ooh. The, 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 the thing to underestimate is, the lions. you may see them, but in a glimpse, they're not there. Yeah. Because they move so quick, they're stealth. And to be honest, some of them even camouflage, you might not even see them. Like, Olu had to tell me, because I was kept putting my... Th- there's a viewing point for where you can stick your camera out and take pictures. And I kept putting my hand out there. And Olu's like, you don't want your hand because the way I was pointing my hand out and turning my head away... I was basically being stupid.
1: Yeah. Because I didn't want to, have to yeah. explain to your wife why you're coming back. With no.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cause there were lions, there were cheetahs, there were wild dogs and the wild dogs were camouflaged. Like we got to the wild dogs, but we thought we were just looking at nothing and they were just stared lying on the grass. Mm. And the, the person who took us around said wild, wild dogs are different to lions. Lions will often kill you or they will suffocate their kill before they eat it. He said, wild dogs. They just eat you. Mm. Mm. They don't even wait for you. They they just eat you, and then obviously you'll die because your body goes into shock. But it was uh, the lion. Oh, I I, I love them.
1: What did um What did the misses think about your artwork? So Daniel bought a massive picture oh, of a uh, of a lion.
2: Oh, a lion, <laughs> no surprises. <laughs> um, yeah.
3: I think I think, I think all this lion portrait and lion tattoos is all hype, man. Mm.
2: That's your own thing, <laughs> <man>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I I, she um, she liked she liked the art, Um, but yeah.
0: On that, on that, on that note, P, you know if you were if you were an animal, which animal would you be? (laughs) Hamster. (laughs) He
1: he looks like a hamster already.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, before 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 we got into that, that Uh, laugh.
2: I've got to, to say, Olu had an admirer in, I like, the, in I like, the village. I'll probably have to what? say a uh, goose Deep bear. Olu, you had an admirer in the village. What are you talking about? <laughs> I
3: like, I like, uh, no, actually, the, the, animals. No, yeah, the go- old woman. Huh? Yeah, the old woman. Be specific. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm talking about bears. You're not talking about admirers.
2: Yo, no, I'm saying Olu you had beard. an admirer in the village that we were in. <laughs> the community came. And there was like a he, she like a, she's she's probably like a grandma. She's she's quite old, grandma. And Mm-mm. and she had a liken to Olu. Don't mm. well, well, listen <laughs> my life. You saw, saw, saw that chest.
3: saw <laughs> <laughs> that chest. <was>, yeah. <laughs> What's that fee? Um, quick, quick, I, I another question. silly question. Um. Is that is that house that you? got? How long was that house expected to last?
2: Well, put it this I way: Houses. that... Is- that I, 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 I can't. I can't answer honestly, but I know from previous houses that have been built by Habitat, people often go back to see, you know, years later the house they built. Some people um, revisit and do another build in the same area, and then they go back to the family that they built for. We were fortunate enough to see a, um, a house that had been built by a previous team, and um, the grandma was basically saying, "We saw the house that they live in now compared to the old house," and we didn't even understand what she was saying before it was translated, but you could just tell her, she said, now I have a peaceful sleep. I am happy. It has changed my life.
1: Mm. That like, was she, touching she, as well. She, that was really yeah. tough moment as well.
2: And she just, she told all of us to come into the house and see it. She invited all of us in.
0: Yeah. Mm. Ooh. You know, guys, it sounds like it was an amazing, amazing trip. So thanks a lot for, for sharing. Because I think otherwise... We are planning to do it next
1: year, right? Guys, I'm uh, planning to do. I'm, I'm
2: planning. I was. I was. I was even looking today. Um, I was thinking of doing one during my actual birthday next year, as I turn thirty, and only one currently at the moment is in Argentina. Oh,
0: that one! I'm down. I'm there. Are you there to build or are you? <laughs> hey, not, it's not a holiday, nah, you
2: know. It's not. Nah, holiday. Nah, Everyone, it's, got, it's all, you know, all, it's all was, about the
3: giving, man. I'm man, Not even thinking about the I was, holiday. I was looking online as well. I saw some opportunities in
2: Miami. There's one in Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's Trinidad and a very good Hawaii It's the Dominican in that, in that Republic. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're yeah. going home. Yeah, we're going home. <laughs> so actually, oh, man, most, man. I think if you if you're if you're involved, P just this isn't even double strap, this is triple strap territory, my brother, with an <laughs> asthma well inhaler as well. Yeah, so
2: it's it's it's, it's, it's no easy work. Yeah. Yeah, guys, thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. But guys, thank you so so, so much for, for sharing. It sounds like it was a very uh touching, life-changing trip and everything. And I don't know if is there, I don't know if you have any final final words that you'd like to share to the listeners. Apart from I guess a big thanks for everyone's donations.
2: No, I'd like to say thank you all for those who donated. Um it made the trip uh possible, feasible. Um and I know that uh, the Habitat for Humanity staff will all be appreciative and also I want to shout out all the team members that came on this trip with us um, and I'll do it all by name as well mm-hmm. firstly mm-hmm. my roommate Olu mm-hmm. Paul, Maddie, Jake, Julie, Velda Fran, um, Jill, Alan, mm-hmm. Bea and Nancy thank you all sure. <laughs> yeah I did
1: <laughs> so yeah, just following off um, from what Daniel said, um, thanks for everyone that donated. Um, if anyone wants to get more information from from Daniel or I, uh, feel free to just DM us um, or if you know us, just give us a call and we'll be more than happy to share more detail on the, the process of how you apply if you're considering uh, attending for the next year build.
2: And one thing that I will measure my success on is every single time, I would like to take someone on it with me.
3: Yeah,
0: perfect. Yeah.
2: So last year I went alone, this year I came with Olu and I'd like to bring someone else with me next year. So yeah. But thank you all for listening to episode 30 of Take Flight Podcast. We hope you enjoyed something different um, in terms of content. No book review this week and I'm sure you probably all enjoyed um, our content and we will look forward to hearing your feedback on this, and we hopefully we get some in, some of you who are interested, and feel free to contact us. If you have any feedback or any topics you would like us to discuss, please feel free to DM us on Instagram at take flight podcast or email us at podcast at gmail.com. Stay blessed.
0: Woo. Peace. Jeez. Take off, take flight with you. Yeah. We never